I'm Dane. And I'm Rhonda. And this is the Intense Intense Sports Sports Talk Talk Show. Show. First up, basketball, NBA ball is finally back in play. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Season started officially on Christmas Day. Yes, it did. We got to see a number of teams showcase some new, some old talent, some scrubs, some vets. And some bums. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just happy that it's over and I don't have to watch old flashback games on NBA Network no more because that's how they was trying to spoon feed us into keeping up with them. But like you said, now that it is back, I I was happy to finally sit down in front of the TV and, you know, sip on a nice cold beverage and, and, and look at some good basketball. And going back to my bottom comment, you know, as as you will find out, you know, I'm a Laker fan, you know, so is Auntie Rhonda, but I don't know. It just seems like we we still not where we need to be at, but we'll 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 earmark that for later in the show. But ultimately, what are your what are your your your, your predictions for, for the finals now that we are back in session? Pending and let's keep in mind too that the league, I mean, this season is going to be shorter, which means that there's going to be a lot of back-to-back-to-backs and back-to-back. So let's see, how does that factor into your prediction? Well, you know, I'm a bit old school, and I know you from more new school. And, you know, I would probably tend to agree that the younger legs will probably prevail with this shortened season, but you can never, ever give up on that wisdom and learning to uh, be efficient in your style of play. So we can't count out teams that are have a bit of age on their backs um, in terms of what's going to happen in the finals. Uh, but on the West, looking at Oklahoma, you know, they've they've young team. Their core has been together for the last, you know, three, four years. Mm-hmm. They've made it uh, last year. I think they got, what, to the second or third round? I think the second round. If second I round. Correctly. They're hungry. They're anxious. They're waiting. Wouldn't be surprised if we see them in the finals on the West. I wouldn't be surprised either, especially since they are a great group of young guys. They've been playing together for the last few years, and... With that, with that man, you know, KD 3-5, I really don't see nobody stopping him again this year. He, he's, he already put up 33 uh, in the second game, and I know that he had over 25 in the first game. So he's, he's eyeing for that scoring title as usual. So for me, too, out of the West, I definitely feel like the Oklahoma City Thunder have the best chance of coming out of the West. And I only say that because I just don't feel my Lakers are, are where we need to be at. I, I feel we're definitely a, a a playoff team, but I don't feel we're competing for championships. I mean, like I said, we'll get into that later on. So, you know, we're going to have a whole segment about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's look at the East then. Um, you know, the favorite team is Miami Heat once again yeah, this year. But yeah, yeah. as they displayed last year, they couldn't finish. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, there's something to be said about having playoff experience or at least a couple guys on your squad who understand what it takes to win at that level. And that, in a sense, is going to hurt the Oklahoma City Thunder. They don't have any championship experience as of yet, although they keep gunning for it. So it's inevitable that it will eventually happen. If it's going to be uh, this coming season, eh, jury's still out, but they got a pretty good chance. Um, but in terms of the East, 
I hate to say it, but Miami is fully loaded this year. They've uh, done a little bit of revamp. They have the core Gosh, three, yeah. right? And coming off the bench, they have they do have a, not necessarily championship experience, but they do have NBA experience with Got some quality players, right? Shane Battier, and I know they picked up uh, old. <laughs> they picked up old Eddie Curry, who was currently <laughs> hurt, but I mean he probably clog up the middle for them like they needed last year, and. Who else did they pick up? I know they got some some rookies. I know they got the uh, the the rookie point guard who they feel who they have high hopes on because they got rid of Bibby, and as and they got rid of Eddie House too. So they're probably banking on this young guy to come in and be be productive. But we'll like you know time will tell. But um, I'm I'm kind of in the same corner with you on that Eastern prediction, and I say that secondly too because I feel that although that although the Miami Heat. I mean, they, they obviously had the, the they're a high power team. I mean, everyone in the league knows that. I mean, they have the LeBron, the 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 D Wade, who who in my opinion is still the king of the team. Although they try to say Mister, you know, Prince James is, <laughs> is the leader. Uh, you know, it's still D Wade's team until until LeBron can, can bring a ring. You know, I don't see how he could be the man of the team. Right. And you know, Bosch. You know, apparently Bosch got bigger over the season. I didn't. He still looked like the same man to me uh, on on Christmas Day on that blowout against the <laughs> the, the Mavs, which was a waste of my time by the third quarter. But nonetheless, I don't know. I'm just feeling. Uh, I mean, we, we we all know the New York made a move. They got Tyson Chandler. I uh, you know uh, some 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 high power rookies are in the East, but I just don't feel like no team tooled up to to compete with them. Well, let me put a little asterisk on that. You know, the East was definitely exciting for me to watch last season. And this season, it's the stakes are even higher because, as you know, West Coast tends to love them championships. Mm -hmm. So we cannot uh, rule out Chicago. I forgot about Chicago. Okay, forgot about them. And we cannot rule out uh, Indiana. Who did Indiana? Am I having Indi- chances here? Indiana, they they opened up some eyes last season, so I'm I'm not going to count Indiana out. I you know, the West would probably be my number one. I mean, excuse me, Miami would probably be the number one contender with a very close second uh, with Chicago. Okay, I I mean I I did forget about the RMD, oh, not RMVP, but the MVP D Rose. <laughs> yeah, and they I mean. Kind of to piggyback on that, too. They did pick up Rip Hamilton, so mm-hmm. that should take some of the scoring load off. It should take some right. off of D-Rose. And defensively, you know, I mean, they won, I think, 62 games last year. Right. So, I mean, they, they definitely have a, a a formula in place. Exactly. To be, to get back to that, to the conference finals. Because mm-hmm. it was them against the Heat. So, I mean, have they made enough moves to, to surpass the Heat? To get to the finals, or have the the Heat made enough moves to continue to beat them? I mean, we'll see. I mean, and you can't count out Boston. I mean, like I said, yeah, grown young, men, <laughs> young legs, young legs will probably prevail in this shortened season. But you cannot knock wisdom. I mean, you got Paul Pierce, you got KG, yeah, you got uh, Rondo, who's you know put up thirty on Christmas. I don't know if he has a jump shot yet, but, you know. He's <laughs> yeah, I don't in know there. either. <laughs> you got Paul Pierce. I don't know what the rest of Boston looks like. Uh, you got uh, the three-point shooter. Oh, Ray Ray. Ray Allen. So oh, Jesus. <laughs> you know, I there, to me, there's more to talk about in the East than there is in the West right now. Yeah. But, again, you know, we'll see what happens. I, I think most uh, sports broadcasters are leaning toward Miami coming out the East. Mm-hmm. But there may be some some surprises. 
you know, the West, you know, like I said, I like OKC. I'm not going to say the Lakers won't make it, but well, let's just jump into the Lakers. All right, yeah, because you know, I'm, I'm just I'm biting my lip over here, not trying to say that. And, um, I'm completely frustrated. Who the hell is on that team? Man, we got Bum Central over there. It's the when I when I saw that preseason game, those two preseason games, it was the first time in 26 years of living that I had ever knew more. I knew more Clippers than I did <laughs> Lakers, and where I rec- where I recognized more All Stars on the Clippers than I did the Lakers. It was it was embarrassing. I I mean, had I known that they had open tryouts this year for the Lakers, <laughs> I would have suited up. I could have made that squad this year. That's what it seemed like. I'm saying I could have made that squad. Shoot, and then and let's 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 well let's before we get get into that, let's talk about the 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 fallout from the CP3 trade and that, oh. and how and how we basically gave uh, Lamar Odom away for for a warm Capri Sun and Lunchable. <laughs> <laughs> I just I, I just don't see how we can. I mean, I understand that you know per David Stern vetoing the the first trade to to bring CP3 to us. I mean, and I understand Lamar. You know, you were upset, but you know you're still a professional, so you should, I feel he should have handled that a little bit more professionally. I mean, he kind of got a real emo on this, but I mean, Lamar has has had you know times in the past where he has been a little emo. Right. But um, you know, Gasol handled it. I feel like a professional, but you know that that game that they played last night against the Kings. I mean, he 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 didn't seem like he was in the L.A. frame of mind. So I still feel that. That that the, the rescinding or the veto of that first CB3 trade is, is still having a, a big effect on the Lakers because I, mean, I just don't feel that. I mean, new coach, new new. It feels like a new roster. I mean, they, it, they need to get rid of Luke Walton, but you know, we'll we ain't gonna even. Okay, that's that's, see, that's the most that he get. Did you see him choke though? The first two times he got the ball, <laughs> and we're talking about the game against Sacramento that happened on the 26th of December. And Luke Walton checks in the game. He gets the ball. The first two times he gets a touch, he's wide open and chokes both times. <laughs> both times. And it's just, you know, what a waste of lump of space. I just don't get it. What is What does Luke Walton have over the owner of the Lakers that they can't get rid of him? I just don't get that. That's a waste of $5 million a year almost. They've pretty much cleared the bench from last year with the exception of him. So, yeah, if you know the answer to why Luke Walton is still a Laker, please let us know. Please let us know. We, we are confused. I'm, she's confused. I'm confused. I, and, I, and, I, and I know that there's other people in the Laker land, Laker nation, who are just as confused as us. So if anybody knows, let us know. And just so we're clear, we are, you know, diehard Laker fans, but we're also realists. And looking at the squad we have both on paper and in game time situation, we're just really concerned about what the future <laughs> is for the Lakers, what their direction is going to be. Because let's face it, Kobe is what, 33? 30, I think he's like 34, maybe 36. 30, he he mid-30s. So we'll just leave it at mid-30s. He's 33, 34. He's got, you know, maybe three years left on his contract or so. So the, the question is, you know, who's going to be the next franchise? Who's going to be the next face of the Los Angeles Lakers? You know, it can't be Kobe forever because, you know, Kobe's older. He's not going to – I doubt if he'll play till he's, you know, 40. 40 like Shaq did. Right. <laughs> Almost. Yeah. So, um, you know, 
the rest of the lineup, Derek Fisher's 37. He's he's never been a franchise player. It's not going to be Meta World Peace, <laughs> a.k.a. Ron Artest. Uh, Gasol is up in his 30s as well. And probably on his way out. Yeah. And Baby Bynum, I mean, let's you said, face it. You said it right there. Baby Bynum. Let's face it. Baby. <laughs> I mean, who, what Goliath takes out a troll? <laughs> you know, I mean, come on, man. I understand you frustrated, but that was a troll that you put on his back. Just uncalled for, unnecessary. And it's bad enough that we can't have him for a complete season, but because of conduct, you're now out four games for the first four? That's just ridiculous. So bottom line is we need to bring in some new blood. Um, I'm not saying we have to get rid of the, the older players, but we need some new fresh blood to start building on. And that's where... I have conflict because I just don't see the direction. We didn't get CP3. It doesn't look like there's a big bid to try to get Dwight um, Howard. Yeah. Um, yeah. We need a solid big man and we need a solid PJ, PG. Yeah. If, it, if I had my druthers, I'd go after Dwight Howard and that boy in New Jersey. Uh, the light skin, the yellow boy. Yeah, the yellow boy in New Jersey. <laughs> Darren Williams. Darren Williams. Uh, Williams, Darren, whatever. How do you pronounce it? I'd go off, go after those two. And with those two and, and you know, get rid of some the rest of them scrubs on the team, I think we would be able to be back to where we need to be to make a playoff run. I, I agree. I mean, that's what concerns me about the Lakers thus far as well. We had a new coach. I mean, we still got a well, new coach. And although Jerry Buss, the owner, is – I guess he took a, a, a he's retired, quote unquote. Now his son Jim Bus is running the show, and and it seems like you know he's he's on his high horse trying to make a name for himself. So I don't I don't think I don't know. And I'm I'm I'm, I'm like you, I'm concerned. And I, until we make some moves to solidify the, the future of our franchise, I, I, it looks like they're preparing to go back into being one of the drugs of society. I mean, the league. I, I hope it doesn't get to that, but. I mean, we, we got to make some moves because Kobe on five is not going to get us back to the championship. And speaking of Kobe, now, I've always had my criticism of Kobe since he's been in the league. And the biggest criticism is he's a ball hog. And there hasn't been a coach yet who has been able to teach him how to share the basketball with his teammates. Mm-hmm. And the last couple games, a prime example of Kobe being a ball hog. You know, there's a minute left in the game. Ball is inbounded. He gets it. And, you know, he's the only one that touches it. And he's trying to shoot over three or four players instead of passing the ball to an open man, wide open man, with a high percentage shot. That concerns me. I mean, that's like the Christmas Day game. Turns the ball over. And we get, we're up by one. He comes down, tries to do some Kobe esque move, turns the ball over. D Rose gets it, comes back, puts them up by one, and then we get that opportunity to come back and win the win the game. So the boy goes up three on one, driving baseline, and misses a wide open Mick Roberts and I believe it was Steve Blake. No, it was Gasol. It was Gasol, I want to say. But basically, you went up two on one, and and basic basketball tells you, Kobe Bryant, that if I have three people on me, then obviously. Obviously, two of my teammates is wide open, and since I am driving to the basket, that means that they're open wide open underneath the basket, which, as you just said, was a high percentage shot. But what does he do? 
He tries to go back to Kobe of the, of the 90s and goes up on three, tries to shoot a, a jump shot over three people and gets a shot blocked. So, I mean, yeah, it's only two games of the season, but, I mean, I guess that's just part of being a, in a Laker uniform. You got some tough fans. And, and, and understand, again, you know, yes, we're going to criticize Kobe. We're going to criticize Paul Gasol when he played like a puff uh, <laughs> last night. I mean, I guess his shoulder or something was hurting, but – you know, he barely got into double digits, which should be an automatic by halftime for him. Um, but, you know, again, Mike Brown, where you at, bro? Uh, you know, yeah. give us something, yeah. you know, start screaming from the sidelines. Kobe passed the ball. Gasol, get your head in the game. You know, Metal World, you know, keep at it. This is how we need to see you play every single night, just not like when you feel like it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, you know, and with – that bench, I don't know how we get to the playoffs. How do we get there? Yeah, our, I mean, our we've bench seen nice. we've seen a little bit of production from some of the folks on the bench, but is it going to be consistent? Is it going to be consistent? And that's what the the that should be the word for the Lakers: consistency. Because um, like I, just, I'm just concerned. I mean, I'm just a concerned Laker fan. I guess you can. That's what you got to call it. But uh, until until we get to make some moves, I'm not completely sold on on the Laker organization's claim of competing for a championship. And I'm not sold on the decisions they've made thus far. Again, until I can get some some semblance of some game plan going forward, you know, it's going to be jury days for me watching Laker games. You know, the, the Clippers are far more exciting. And no, I'm not saying I'm going to, you know, jump the bandwagon or anything, but the Clippers are are much more exciting to watch they so are. far. Hey, they Lob City is 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 the name around town. Hey, I just found uh, in one of the groups that I'm in on Facebook. Best, I forgot the name of it. I'm a part of a couple of them, but nonetheless, um, one of the one of my group members posted a anthem that was created for the Clippers titled Lob City. <laughs> so hopefully, you know they're bumping that before the game. And like, but at the end of the day, like like CP3 already said, you know, once he gets into the lane, it's it's not that much that he can do wrong, whether it's shooting it or throwing it up for the lob. I mean, you got Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. I mean, collapsing. So I mean, it's it's gonna be real exciting. I might actually attend more Clipper games this year than I do Lakers. Well, one more thing before we move on about uh, CP3, which is I found quite interesting. CP3 only signed two years for the Clippers. It is. Which makes me also think that going forward, if we couldn't get a solid point guard before his uh, contract is up, that he might actually be in a Laker uniform before it's all said and done. That is very much a possibility. Then think about that. So we'll see. Hey, if anybody else knows out there, let us know. But uh, as we round third base and bring it on home, we're going to go into the, the No They Didn't segment. So No, first, they didn't. So, so, so first up, you know, Obviously, the season started on on Sunday, and the commish, David Stern himself, comes out and says that he he regretted handling the 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 first CP3 trade, and he wished he would have did it better. I mean, personally, I feel it's a little too late to be making apologies. I mean, I mean making apologies, you know, it's it's said and done now. But I just feel that he kind of mismanaged that one. He he fumbled it, fumbleitis. Three words on the apology. No, he didn't. Yeah, no, he didn't. <laughs> I mean, I just feel that, well, going back to the uh, CP3 trade, I, I was able, I was talking to some of my, my buddies about it the other day, and they they were telling me that 
One of the main reasons why Mr. Stern rescinded the trade or vetoed it was because he received a letter from Dan Gilbert, the Cleveland Cavs owner, saying that it would be, a, for the most part, a, a monstrosity for him to ex- a, a, a approve the trade. And, you know, and what, what was he trying to do, you know, make every other team in the league outside of, like, the Lakers and the Celtics and the Heat, you know, the, you know, the Washington Generals, who, for the most part, play the Harlem Globetrotters. So I feel that he's still a little butthurt from, you know, Prince James leaving. <laughs> and although they were able to acquire the first and I believe the fourth pick this in this past draft, I mean, they, he's, still, he's still living in the past. And well, you know, the man had seven years. Seven years. Seven I years. I believe it was seven. With arguably the best player on the planet basketball-wise over the past few years and couldn't do it. So... You know, he needs to, to, like you said, move on. Move on, yeah. And as with that said, let us move on. <laughs> yeah. So on the next note I didn't, uh, there was mayhem over the release of the 96 Air Jordan black and white patent leather Concords. I was kind of, <laughs> at first, I didn't really believe it. I was a little awestruck when I was, you know, when I woke up that Saturday morning after they were released on Friday. With all the reports of, you know, people getting mugged and shot and beat up and robbed and how people was getting trampled at the mall for a pair of shoes that cost probably two times more than they did when they first came out. Well, I thought stealing shoes and robbing people for shoes was like an 80s, 90s phenomenon, but I guess it's back. Yes, I guess it is. I guess. But it, it does show that when we talk about the the best player all time on the planet that still has raving fans. It's got to be Michael J. I I agree. I I haven't found a report of one fan (laughs) robbing, (laughs) cheating, stealing, mugging, or shooting somebody over some Kobe's, some pennies, or any other shoe for that matter. Some KG's, some some Mellow's. It's always the the the, the retro J. So always J. that in and of itself kind of is indicative of the the impact Definitely. of his legacy Definitely. on the game of basketball in general. Exactly. Period. So I mean that in and of itself kind of maybe solidifies the argument. I mean ultimately Kobe will never be Jordan, and Jordan was not trying to be Kobe. And they're all, they're gonna be I mean they're gonna be their own men but but when it comes down to that argument I mean I mean you kind of you know use that as a litmus test I mean how many people are are, are robbing killing or, or 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 allegedly killing over which is uh in my opinion a little overboard but you know, no one's no one's that hungry for the 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 Kobe's or any other other kick like they are for the Jays so I mean that in and of itself means something it has to mean something when they when they when we factor it into who is the greatest. Right. And we're not certainly taking away from some of the other greats, you know, the big men that have uh, played in the league. But, you know, I again, it's it's hard to find anybody who's had as much impact as uh, Michael Jordan. Agreed. Agreed. And lastly, <laughs> <laughs> who, were, who remembers seeing Kate at the end of the, the Celtic Nick game after the, the I forgot what, what happened, but anyway. On Christmas. On Christmas. <laughs> end of the game, KG calls himself choking out my, my man Billy Walker <laughs> for whatever reason. But that just lets you know right there. Uh, that's the difference between, what would you say, Auntie? A, a grown-ass man. <laughs> 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 and these little boys. 
hey, bottom line, Billy Walker was jaw-jabbing and KG just wasn't having it. So to uh, that just goes to show that there is a, a, a difference amongst players in the league. You got your grown-ass man, like a Kevin Garnett, <laughs> a metal world piece. Yeah, thug. <laughs> thug nasty on the court. Um, what's the other one that plays for the Lakers? Uh, Barnes. My, Matt Barnes. It's just certain folks you don't the mess new, with. Hey, Matt Barnes, new Doug Christie. <laughs> <laughs> and remember when um, uh, Reggie Miller was in the league? Yeah. That's a grown-ass man. You just don't step to a grown-ass man Co- in the hey, league. Kobe, Kobe can tell you about that. <laughs> Kobe can tell you about that. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, these youngsters, you know, they have to understand, you know, hey, some things you just got to let it go, shake it off, and, and keep walking. Maybe if you got something to say, you, you you tell your teammates back in the locker room. But you just don't go head up with the grown-ass man in the league because you'll see what happens. <laughs> it's never pleasant. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that does it for this episode of the Intense Sports Talk Show. Please be sure to tune in next time. And you can find us online at www.intenseathletics.com. That's I-N-T-E-N-Z as in zebra, A-T-H-L-E-T-I-X. That's intenseathletics.com. Peace.